This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter VI. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Let us begin. Shiza! Shinku Hadouken! This week, CD Projekt Red set to lay off a portion of their workforce. Legendary comic artist Todd McFarlane gives his thoughts on Spider-Man 2's version of Venom. One Piece Pirate Warriors 4 is coming with new DLC. Final Fantasy 16 producer is fed up with trolls. Then, in our final stage, I review Double Dragon Gaiden, Rise of the Dragon. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. to another game field edition of select start the video game podcast for acmg presents talk time live and talktimelive.com i am your host xavier josiah and i'm trying to keep my i'm trying to keep my cool right now and trying to keep chill just i'll mention it real quick fedex sucks <laughs> big surprise there right i got a package that was supposed to come three days ago it is still not come yet there's been all sorts of excuses and lies one in particular is that they claimed that the package they made an attempt to deliver the package at a particular time during that time myself and the electrician that was working in our building were outside at that time as i was waiting for them to uh to call in plus i had a note saying how to contact me and their cameras around so where where's the where's the tell me when they're telling lies i'm telling you right now I'm so pissed off right now because I never had this trouble with UPS. I never had this trouble with USPS. I never had this trouble with Amazon who also uses UPS every, uh, every occasion because they actually do their jobs. I cannot stand FedEx. Now FedEx may be good in your area. I can't say I'm in Philadelphia, of course. FedEx may be cool in your area. There may be some different, you know, each place is a different environment. They have a different work structure. They may actually do their jobs there but here it's always been some issue with fedex here and i just can't stand it. if you had this issue hit me up on acmg facebook group about it hit me up on um ig at deck xavier underscore josiah hit me on threads talk about it there i i i just can't understand why these guys can't do you just got one job and i know there's tons of, and dozens of packages and everything and i the problem is i gotta be here to, for it so because i gotta sign for it it is quite a you know it's an insured package meaning it's not cheap at all so it's in it here's the thing it is game related but mostly wrestling related intertwined with game related situation and it may actually come at the, during the time when i'm actually doing this 
if it is, I'll mention what it is. But for now, I'm a little bit pissed. Good thing I got game chops where I can hear all of the chill music that they make the Mario and chill music that they have the Zelda and chill music, little mellow stuff that'll keep me calm right now. And I kicked the bone out of somebody's neck. <laughs> so thank you, DJ Cutman. Thank you to all the producers at Game Chops. And if you want to listen to music like this and not have to beat the living crap out of anybody, you could go to GameChops.com. Check it all out there. Even some upbeat stuff. But speaking of upbeat music, Street Fighter fans rejoice. Capcom announced and Street Fighter announced on their platforms. The entire soundtrack to Street Fighter 6 is now available on multiple platforms, including Spotify, which I'm actually, you guys don't hear it, but I'm listening to it right now. You're listening to DJ Cutman's music. I'm listening to the Battle Hub music because I, I can play this apparently because my microphone has noise counseling capabilities, which you won't be able to hear anything on the other side of this voice. So that's money. That's good money spent. <laughs> but you talk about some mellow music, the battle hub music for Street Fighter 6 is my favorite. The, the menu screen uh, uh, beat and uh, the mix that they use in the arena. It's like the really mellow, calm, soothing deal. I actually went out of my way to buy that on for my, um, from, uh, my iPhone, you know, uh, and just put it on my playlist. It's needed right now, more than ever. All of it, all of it. So... <laughs> Uh, so go out of your way, check it out. It, if you love Street Fighter 6, like I do, the soundtrack was part of why I loved it so much. And every single song that you hear from the, from the uh, game is on there. Every one of them. So go out of your way, check it out. Weirdly so, on Apple, Apple Music has it, but if you want to actually buy it in iTunes or whatnot, you can buy it. You can't buy the whole album. You could just, they, they want you to tediously buy one, one by one. They're like 69 cents to buy it and own it, but you can't just say, I want to buy the whole thing for some reason. It's weird, but it is available. And I got the battle hub ones. Those are the, those are the ones that I love the most in there. So I got to check out the rest, but you know, go out of your way to check it out. It is worth getting. So let's talk about some other news in the world of gaming. CD project red set to lay off 9% of their workforce. It's really sad. Um, it really is sad to hear that, especially in the climate that we're in right now and with everything going on and everybody striking and whatnot. According to IGN, the developers of the acclaimed games like The Witcher uh, series and Cyberpunk 2077, which, by the way, is coming out with their expansion pack in about a few weeks now. So I'm going to I'm looking forward to that um, has called for a round of layoffs, which will impact a hundred of their staff. This will affect development, publishing, and back office teams, which is set to commerce or commence, I should say, in the first quarter of 2024. So at least here's the thing: at least it gives them time to prep and plan to try to find uh, work elsewhere. You know, it's not just popping up on them at the blue. It's just the thing is, I'm pretty sure nobody, unless they told people right now that they're being laid off to prepare because you're, you know, your, your, uh, endeavors are going to be ending in the course of 2024. So I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if, um, they told them because if they told them beforehand, then that means that they'll be able to prepare just a bit for that. And there will be severance pays of course too. And, um, 
you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec, but according to the company, which stated that the decision is related to continuing transforming transformation as part of which the CD project red studio has managed to, among others, incorporate agile, optimize, optimizing, working arrangements. That just seems, I sounds like a beat around a bush way to say we're budgeting. <laughs> just, it's like, it's just so technical. It's so complex. Just say we're budgeting. They don't want to say that they're budgeting or they're losing money off of hiring people or whatever. This was just such a beat around a bush way of just saying like, all right, we're budgeting. We're, we're wasting money on things that we're not even utilizing. We're not getting that money back. So we're going to have to let people go. Just say we're budgeting. It's just that was that was the most elaborate way or outlandish way to say we're broke or we're, or we're budgeting. Okay. Severance payments for the lay uh, for the laid off workers estimate at 4.5 million PLNs. That's Poland currency, um, which approximately is $1.1 million us currency. So I think about a hundred people, one point, huh, you know, got to do the math on that. Got to do the math on that. I didn't bother to even think about how much that's going to be per person. If it's a hundred people divide that. Yeah, I'm not even going to go that right now, but <laughs> even though I got a calculator right here, nonetheless, CD Projekt Red's head, Adam uh, Kaczynski, released a statement claiming that the company is currently overstaffed. I mean, yeah, I can see that if you're not making as much money as you would hope, and especially what happened during two, if you count dating back to 2020, when the disastrous thing happened with the cyberpunk 2077 thing and it just you know everything that had they lost a lot of money they lost a lot of money off of that game not for the, not to the fault of fans fans bought in fans and wanted to invest it um the, to invest in that game myself included like i wasn't at the time a first person shooter fan but this was such a hype and keanu reeves was involved or i jumped in and I was like, okay, if this convinces me to, you know, really, if I really enjoy this game, I'll buy in and I'll start, you know, getting into FPS games more. At the time, when that game came out, I was still uh, owning, I still had a PS4 and that's the version that I got. And that was awful. So much so that they refunded people's money back and discontinued the game and, and um, for the PlayStation 4 and just directly went to new gen consoles with that game. So, I mean, they lost an incredible amount of money and they tried to get it back, but in some in some denomination, but by charging $24 for people to just want to jump back in because they claimed that the game was much better, which to their credit, absolutely it was. I went back on there and enjoyed the hell out of that game, which is why I'm looking forward to the expansion pack. And I did buy into the expansion pack from there, but you know, I understand this, it's sad that they have to but if you look back at the history of what happened since 2020 it's probably a reason why they're they're claiming that they're overstaffed saying that you're overstaffed is a lot better than saying we lost a lot of money and we're broken we're trying to save as much money and you know maybe in a later date if they're making more money if they're making more su uh, successful games if they learn from their mistakes they may be able to hire more people to do it but they don't have the need to do it right now and that just makes me wonder 
that just really makes me wonder if like i'm trying to figure out if like pretty much if they are you know how, how much are they going to be able to do for future projects you know would they be able to put in the same did they need that amount of people when they did the witcher 3 wild hunt did they need that amount of people when they did cyberpunk 2077 if not yeah then okay then yeah you don't have you don't need that many people then but if they did yeah you're gonna have to invest if you're if that's what you want to do you know you you put on some powerhouse games now um are you know taking away 100 people is that gonna make any difference in terms of the productivity and the and the development of future games so we'll see it'd be very interesting to know that but yeah um i wish the best in all those people's future endeavor whoever it may be in that company uh it was a wild run for some of them and hopefully the next person that from there will go somewhere else and make the money from there too so we'll see how that goes we will definitely see i'm looking forward to see what happens next in the world of gaming in, in that front all right so let's move on to talk about one of my other favorite subjects and favorite you know things to talk about spider-man and what better person to talk about spider-man than with todd mcfarlane ign got a chance to talk with him and uh todd mcfarlane gives his thoughts on venom from spider-man 2 the upcoming spider-man 2 uh coming later this year in october todd talk with ign as they get their his thoughts on the design of the uh originally created that he originally created in the comics that led to the iconic alien anti-hero mcfarlane gave his overall praise saying that it uh was pretty much it pretty much captures what he thought venom should look like and with his scale being like about five times bigger than normal humans and heroes uh he also liked the the teeth but he did say that he would rather have the teeth not be so line in line if you will I, and I agree with this because he did this and Eric Larson did this as well. When they designed Venom, there nobody stood till to this day, in my opinion, nobody did Ven uh, Venom better than Tom McFarlane and Eric Larson. And what made it so cool was that he, um, they both made the teeth look savage. They weren't in line. They were like everywhere around the mouth. They were, it just looked like if you watch any horror movie like aliens or whatever and they see the jaw dislocate or extend and you see just nothing but teeth just everywhere it was kind of like that it looked it looked frightening like a horror movie and that's what made venom such an awesome awesome enemy and foe and you know rival of spider-man because it's like spider-man's never dealt with anything like this ever in his rogue gallery and still to this day you know nobody's i don't think i've ever i haven't read any recent spider-man comic books lately but i don't believe there has been a a villain that he's ever faced that he's been afraid of except for venom and eddie brock he man they put him through it i, I can't stress that enough it was just some of the most awesome awesome sagas that spider-man's ever you know gone through and he he liked the teeth but he wanted it to just be a little bit out there but he said he said he still enjoyed it nonetheless but as for the tongue because that also plays a factor in venom's characteristics and signature look um as for the tongue he really said he said he wasn't really a tongue guy like that and he approved although he went on to uh to credit uh fellow legendary uh artist eric larson again one of my second favorite artists during that era for 
really hammering down the look of both the teeth and the tongue. And I would say the eyes. If you go back, one of my favorite, two of my favorite um, comic book covers. One is the one I have hung up right next to me in this office. And that's Spider-Man number one by McFarlane, the legendary Spider-Man number one comic that he did. Um, just looks fantastic. Honestly, I think when I go back to New York Comic Con, I might search for the Spider-Man number one as autographed by him. If he's not going to be there, which he, I don't think he's ever been to New York Comic Con, at least the times that I've gone. Uh, and I've been two times in a row and I'm going uh, uh, up to this upcoming event too. I don't think he's been there before, but if he is, I'm getting something signed for God's sake, or I'm just going to buy an autograph uh, number one this time. I mean, it, it just, it'll grow great with the signed Jim Lee uh, stuff that I have right now, but he, that's one of my favorite, that, that is arguably that in, in, in the X-Men number one comic is arguably one of two, one of two of the greatest comic covers of all time with another one, Eric Larson's, I forgot what, what issue that was, but it's Eric Larson drawing Venom with his mouth hanging out and his tongue full of green alien saliva. And he's holding a skull with the Spider-Man mask on air. It is one of the greatest Spider-Man covers of all time. You know, absolutely. And what I love about it is that the eyes were just so crooked and cringy and, and scary looking. Um, the mouth jaw is just down, looks like aliens. And then the tongue is just out and it's just Eric Larson. He knocked it out the park with that. And I agree. Absolutely agree. And I'm just so glad that he mentioned Eric Larson there because people forget like, yeah, he does Savage Dragon. He works for Image right now. And McFarlane where, you know, does spawn and he, you know, he does his thing in Image. But these are the guys who help make comic books as great. Like, I don't think we would have a Marvel Cinematic Universe had these guys not come out like rock stars in the 90s because the popularity if you notice every movie in every video game that comes out is solely based on something that was made that was based on a story that was um you know done in the 90s the infinity gauntlet um the venom saga i mean you name it it's like there's only a few books that are based on i mean a few movies that are based on modern storylines like civil war and all this stuff but everything and they're like they're going to secret wars which they're going to the 80s now soon or maybe it could be the recent secret wars storyline that they're going to try to reference from that i don't know but it, it was like i i agree i love this venom i i too love this venom as well uh he also embraced the spider emblem uh saying that he really liked it and actually much better than the way he did it because when he did it when he did it, it was based around the Secret Wars comics when Spider-Man first got the uh, symbiotic uh, suit and from uh, during Secret Wars, um, but then became Venom and it just, you know, it kind of expanded on the look a little bit, but not as much as what the artists and the designers did for Spider-Man 2. So I, I, I like the look of Venom overall. So it overall it gets a seal of approval from McFarlane who co-created uh, the, he, he designed it, the look of it, but he co-created the, um, the Venom as well. Uh, they also, he was also asked, uh, about the voice of Venom played by Candyman actor, Tony Todd, which 
great choice absolutely great choice as to whether he uh was a worthy voice for it and he approved of course he uh they also pointed out that mcfarlane did a mcfarlane toys version of Candyman as well so uh, safe to say that todd is a big fan of tony todd if you will so i can't wait for this not just the story and now they're claiming everybody's claiming now like norman osborne is not venom venom is somebody else and i'm dying to find out who the hell it is so the intrigue is so huge with this speculation because all through one and two no i'm sorry all through the first game and then a clip from miles morales they were sh like hinting that norman is going to be venom i don't know if they're trying to throw people off because marvel is known for doing that but we'll see man I i'm i'm so uh can't wait and it's, it, that's gonna be a great game because like i said like new york comic-con is in the beginning of october come back and i get to play that game so hot damn so <laughs> you have it all right anime fans in particular one piece fans one piece pirate warriors 4 is back with new dlc um enter onigashima battle luffy and luffy in fire uh, gear 5 they announced this in preparation for the upcoming netflix series that is looking really really good we talked about that briefly um last week but um it's coming very soon it is actually looking that move that series looks much better than anybody anticipated and it just started the characteristics of it looks really good um i'm in favor of this i i, I can't wait but in in there's a lot of hype to this game coming a lot of promotional hype coming for this one is that they're bringing back um this you know uh this uh game with new dlc coming uh they also announced more characters to come for the dlc pack five and six which will include more than six um characters six more characters i should say in the game including a uh, familiar character from the recent one piece film red movie and speaking of one piece film red crunchyroll for those who don't know has announced that they're finally getting their hands on one piece um content and i and i say finally because for the first time ever i believe the entire english dub version and not just the english dub they got multi they got multi dubbed versions of one piece now on air and not just any over 900 episodes of one piece are in complete english dub and multi uh multi-language dub as well it's like portuguese it's french it's it's all there like all that billion dollars that crunchyroll has made now they're finally putting back <laughs> and on top of that three new movies that i talked about is also uh, making its appearance, including One Piece Film Red, which I haven't uh, seen since I went to the movies to see it, and not since um, I seen a clip of it at uh, New York Comic Con last year. So I am so ready to play this game, and I'm actually looking forward to going back into, uh, you know, um, Pirates uh, War Pirate Warriors Four to check these ga uh, characters out. Um, here's something I want to mention too. Speaking of DLC. I totally forgot that Sifu had DLC'd it out, and I just da finally downloaded it for the first time. Um, they got the arena mode and all the stuff, so I actually checked it out. Um, Sifu is such a dope game. It's like it—it it may be one of the greatest brawlers of all time. 
I know that's I know that's that's saying a lot, but what they did Sifu was Sifu does the fighting to, to brawlers what virtual fighter has done for fighting games. It kind of like really stepped it up in terms of how you can enjoy a good brawling game. And now this arena mode is in, and it's just like countless, just beat them up fun in this game with some core, really awesome choreographed style, you know, fighting moves and whatnot in there. It's just really, really a lot of fun to play. So all that's available right now, but the one piece hype is coming. It is on its way. They are not playing around. Crunchyroll is not playing around. Netflix is not playing around. And Koei Tecmo is not playing around along with Bandai Namco. So this this uh, One Piece thing is is, is getting out of as going crazy, man. So you know what else is going crazy? Trolls. Trolls on social media. Always crazy. And last thing I want to talk about is I, I hate to unfortunately want to talk about this because it sucks that people, you know, get you know get, get hooked into this whole thing final fantasy 16 producer director naoki yoshida has gone on and, and basically got triggered by the amount of feedback um that he's getting on social media about complaints about the latest installment of the final fantasy series that being final fantasy 6 a uh 16 i should say the a game that I gave a really great um, score for. Yes, it's not the traditional Final Fantasy. And it kind of, I will say this, I don't think it's anything worth complaining compl uh, complaining about per se, but I get the understanding that people, it, it does, it's a little bit off-putting because a Final Fantasy game is actually a brawler. I mean, not a brawler, but it's like an action RPG more than just like the traditional RPG. Even... It's even it's it's far removed from even what Final Fantasy VII remake did, and I think a lot of it because of the stylings of Platinum Games. They do things a lot different. That's not to say it's a bad thing, and it absolutely is not a bad thing because, as you guys remember from when I reviewed, uh, I did my review for Final Fantasy sixteen. I absolutely enjoyed the overall gameplay and, and and overall replay value of the game. It's awesome. I will say it, it is a little bit off-putting because I am playing a action, a really like a, a, this is an action adventure game. This is not with some RPG elements. This is not a full-blown RPG. Whereas like you know, Final Fantasy uh, 15 and Final Fantasy 7 Remake, yeah, it's an action RPG, but it's heavy on the RPG elements compared to this one. But doesn't make it bad at all. Uh, according to an article on IGN. Final Fantasy 16 producer and 14 director Naoki Yoshida is officially tired of online trolls complaining about his games. A reporter on Eurogamer comments made uh, comments made by Yoshida during a Japanese documentary where translated by streamer and Twitter user Audrey of uh, Itai uh, Kimochi. There's a lot of people who this is quoting from from uh, Yoshida. There's a lot of people who just yell at you. People I've never seen, met, or talked to before. It's weird, Yoshida said, of reading negative comments online. Because people want to believe they have a opinion that is valid. They have an opinion. Doesn't mean it's valid. Doesn't mean it holds merit. Some do, 
most of them don't. And it is, it, it's inhuman to say that you're not affected by what you hear or read about yourself or the way people act and they treat you online. It's inhuman to believe that you're impervious to that. You, in some form or fashion, everybody gets affected by it. Now you handle it differently, but it doesn't mean that you're not completely affected by it. And it, it sucks that he has to rely on this. We never had to go through this in the eighties. We never had to go through this in, in the seventies or the sixties and all that stuff. But also, yes, you can argue that there wasn't social media back then. That is true. And I'm pretty sure it might've, things might've been different if they'd had. But I also would say that the ideology of those eras were far different than what it is now. You know, we didn't have so much things going on during those eras. The 90s, yes, we did. That's when it kind of things really started. The, the, the start, the fire really kind of started. It was really in the 90s. Um, and people started waking up. You know, I, I yeah, I hate to say that, that use the word wake, but, you know, people started being more aware of what's going on or started started to acknowledge what was going on and how people are. But, and, you know, there was still a form of etiquette and respect and morality that kind of went with it. Conservativeness back then didn't mean what it means today. You know, conservative at best was like this guy is just proper he's you know he's he doesn't you know he's up he's an upstanding citizen at best not what not the definition of what it is today you know it is it completely completely out of whack today's standards but people are living in a life of hurt and pain of resentment right now and they are quick to want to lash it out on anybody that they could possibly get at to relieve that anger, that tension, that, you know, resentment of whatever's going on in their world. Yoshida son just happened to be one of those unfortunate people that has come under fire of all that. And to that, when it comes down to it, people don't just let it go. And, it, and I know it make, I make it sound so easy to do that, but eventually we have to, realize what we got to do and we got to we got to starve negativity we got to starve negativity and feed more positive aspects of it because those people are going to just hinder their they're sabotaging themselves from having a really happy life that they could possibly have let them starve just let them starve and you know yoshida son i appreciate you seriously folks that will do it for this segment of the show. We're going to take a break, come back, and I will review Double Dragon Gaiden Rise of the Dragon for the Nintendo Switch, but available virtually every console. And we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto! 
This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! have reached the final stage of this program and i'm here to review double dragon gaiden rise of the dragon for the nintendo switch but it is also available on all platforms this is an action game based on a classic not even a cult classic a legendary classic beat-em-up like one of the like i would say one of the founding fathers of beat-em-ups at this point like there for the u.s double dragon was the first Beat 'em up game in the arcades that we ever seen, and it really changed the way we play games today, man. It really did. Like, oh, I can't even tell you. Before Street Fighter, too, I would say that like there were when when Double Dragon came out, there were no such things as a fighting game. There were only beat 'em ups. They they weren't called brawlers. They were called beat 'em up games, and they were fun, man. You know, co-op, you know, games at the time, and you know, really changed the game, especially at the end of the original Double Dragon, where you had to fight your brother for the sanctity of for the uh for the hand of marion if you will you know things change now marion ain't playing around because now you can play as her in this recent version along with many others so this game developed by secret base pte limited um it is it was published by modus uh modus games i believe is called and this is like the the resurgence of you know, beat 'em up brawlers. Thanks, I would think mostly to that of Way Forward and the games they've come out to. But last year, of course, um, Tribute Games bust out with a brand new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game called Shredder's Revenge and set the world on fire. And now we're seeing a resurgence of all these games. Toxic Avengers will be coming out with their uh, or Toxic Crusaders will be coming out with their game, which really kind of plays on the Ninja Turtle style of gameplay of recent. Um, we're seeing a lot of other ones and now double dragon guidance is the latest one to come out at this moment. And here's what I will say about this is that this game, it takes, it's a really short, but fun joy ride. Uh, it's, it's the best way I could put it to you like this. So what we'll do as always, we're going to base this on the grading system, uh, based on categories of originality, overall graphics, sound, music, gameplay, fun factor, replay value. Uh, actor and performances will not be a part of this because this is an arcade style retro game. So there was really no voice acting of any kind of here. So that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be declined from this one or you know, exempt from this one, if you will. And of course, story. So 
let's get started with this. The story basically set in a nuclear post-apocalyptic uh, version of New York City, of course, always. Uh, during the year 1990X, and that's just, you know, make it your own. Let's just say 98 and 96 was just sucked for this world. Double Dragon Gaiden Rise of the Dragon features a showdown between the iconic Double Dragon brothers, Jimmy and uh, Billy and Jimmy Lee, and their allies against criminals, gangs, and terrorize, terrorizing the city and dominance. So in terms of originality, I would say this is not the most original, but I, because here's the thing. One, it's a brawler. <laughs> Two, it's taking shades of some familiar games that we've played before. Um, yes, it's a, you could say that this is based on a Kunio Khan type of, you know, uh, formula and flavor, but in particular, I played this game and after playing this game, it reminded me a, of one of my all time favorite brawlers. And that is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. There's a lot of, you know, references from that game, which is funny because Scott Pilgrim versus the world referenced itself from Kunio Khan games and other old school game uh games of the past as well so um it's really awesome the other thing i did like about this is the fact that it they didn't go for the tradition the traditional look of double dragon that we've seen in the past instead they went for the super deformed style that we most likely see in um you know river city or kunio khan games and such like that so um i like that they did that and, and in that aspect here's another thing too Double Dragon is connected into the Kunio Khan universe and world. And in the last River City Girls 2 game, they announced that they had a third brother. So I've yet to unlock everything. I've only just beat the game yesterday. Cause when I say a short joy ride, I mean it. The game came out yesterday and it's already beat. <laughs> it's already, the game is very short in terms of that, but I'm wondering, you do get a chance to unlock other characters in the game. So I'm hoping that the third brother is in there somehow because the other characters are a lot of the enemies that you're going to be fighting against is going to be in the game. So you get to play as some of those guys too. Um, and there, that's where the long, that's where the replay value comes in. It compensates for the lack of levels that you'll be able to play throughout the game in here. And also there are all, there are multiple endings in this game. So, um, it's not entirely original, but it's enough. It's enough to be refresh, to give a new fresh feeling. You know, it's not reinventing the will. It's furthering it in a certain way. And although I would say that this is not like this is a very short Double Dragon game. This is also maybe one of the best Double Dragon games I've played as well. Just uh, alone. Um, the graphics alone is just I love it it's beautifully done like i said the sprites in there and the pixel uh art in there is just so awesome um really clear beautifully done highly detailed um and still give you that playstation one style you know visual look the hd look with it as well you can see the details of the hair the colors the shadowing and whatnot like there's a lot of work that's been done in here and it looks awesome i mean Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge really stepped up the game in terms of, you know, the, the brawler beat-em-up genre. It made it a lot of fun. This is not as deep 
as the Ninja Turtle game. It doesn't provide that many levels as the Ninja Turtle game, especially now because there's going to be an expansion pack to that to the Shredder's Revenge that is coming out. And I don't know if Double Dragon uh, Gaiden is going to add on to this, but for what is worth, it is what they have is a lot of fun and worth going back to play it again because there are a lot of things to unlock. So you're going to have to pretty much do it. And then on top of that, when you when you go into the game there's going to be a lot of things to see and do in here so the background art you know the environment art the stage art everything i love it i love the color palette um which is really well done uh really a lot of great vibrant and saturated colors in here and a lot of good lighting and shadow it was a great balance that gives it the old school arcade feel in here that i love so much um the music was okay the music was good it was above average but nothing I would say, like I just spoke about the uh, Street Fighter VI, you know, soundtrack, and I'll give another credit, the Final Fantasy XVI soundtrack of recent. Those are mu those are songs that I can easily just keep listening to. This one, it was good, but it was like, I it, it didn't keep me wanting to play it. And a lot of times I end up playing it on mute anyway. Um, so... It didn't, it wasn't something that was like, I had to listen to like, not like those other two that I mentioned from there. So it was good. It was okay. You know, it did its thing. And, um, you know, you could take it or leave it in that case. Gameplay is where the fun is. And, and like I said, I've played dozens of double dragon games in the past. None of them felt as good or fluent in terms of, um, control scheme and gameplay is this. And it's very, uh, it's a very simple control scheme at that. It's like, you got one attack button, but the attack button makes you feel like you're doing so much more than just tapping on a button. Because when you do it, each, you know, character, they do something different added to that. What makes this so much more fun than the other double dragon games in the past is the ability to tag in your partner. So you get to pick, you start off with Jimmy and Billy. And then basically from there, you will actually get a chance to tag out by hitting the shoulder button. Um, once your special meter hit, you know, is full, you can use your special meter to do special moves or you could tag in your partner. So you start off with Billy and Jimmy. And then as you start to gain more money and tokens throughout the game, you can unlock other characters that you could play. Uh, uh, Marion and uncle and uncle is also, uh, one of the first characters that you play as well. I forgot the uncle's name, um, in this, but, oh, I'm sorry. It's uncle Martin. As I'm looking, as I'm reading the notes here. Um, so you get to play those four first uncle Martin. I, I really like, I, I can't wait to figure out or find out the story behind him. Very interesting militant, like, you know, he's like a mix between Morgan Freeman and, and, and uh, Danny Glover. <laughs> in this game so you know I, I love the tag team action because once the meter's full you can just hit the shoulder button and you're immediately attacking your partner and as you're gradually going along your character can also you could do tag combos in here every time you earn more cash and you finish a stage you get the opportunity to buy new gear and new uh, abilities and skills to help make the fight easier another thing i will say and i will add on to the originality of this situation is that in the beginning of the game um you know when you do the when you start the game off they allow you to uh configure your difficulty level in every in intricate ways i really like that because if you don't again your choice 
if you don't want it to be super hard, you don't have to make it super hard. But if you want to earn more, you know, currency and tokens, you you are going to up the ante of your, you know, of your ability to fight. So, um, you know, you can play it however you want to play it. And I absolutely, absolutely enjoy that aspect of the game. So that from a double dragon standpoint is something that you've never been able to do because double dragon games in the past and other brawlers and especially Kunio Khan games to the past, you play mostly one mode mode and you got to go off of that. No, this game was designed for you to have fun with it. And that's exactly what you do. It is a lot of fun to have in this game. So um, the tag feature is awesome. Um, if the tag feature, you know, again, if you earn enough, you know, cash and you start buying, if you beat, here's the thing, you beat the game, or you beat the stage they offer you to you know select one item to buy each you know creates a handicap if you will and one of the things is just to up your tag moves and you know whenever you get tagged in it knocks everybody off giving you an opportunity to you know not get hit when you get tagged in which is awesome so that's one thing if you if one of your players or characters get defeated it automatically it uh, ejects the other character as they fight to survive throughout the stage so it starts off a little bit easy and fun but it does pick up and, and challenge you but not too much and that again it's just ever so enjoyable from that point um very i love this roguelike element that they have in here in you know getting to play 13 characters which helps the replay value of this really helps out from that so look good there the fun factor again i mean basically is everything i just said uh, there's so much, even though it's a short game to play, there's so much for you to do within the short increments. Um, what I also do like is the, what makes it so fun is that you, you're not conformed and confined to one stage after another. You get to pick which territory and stage you want to enter first, a la Mega Man is in, in this case, and you just go in from there. So each time you re-enter the game and you replay the game, whether it be with different characters or whatnot, you can have a whole different experience with each character because each character has its own move set, its own abilities and whatnot. And you could just, it's just so much fun from that point on. So, um, there again, a short jury ride, but a very fun jury ride. It is from there. And again, no actor performances, but the replay value, because there one, there's multiple endings and two, you can play with multiple characters and unlock their features as well. It's really a lot to be had here. So as far as the story, I mean, the story is okay. You you don't expect too much when it comes to, you know, the story. It's it's Double Dragon, you know. It it just it really is. No matter whether it's the game, the animated series, the god awful live action adaptation with Alyssa Milano, and it just you know you don't you don't expect too much of it. But it is what it is. And this one albeit not you know the most deep and intricate stories is still a lot of fun to have but overall for a game that's about i think it was like i think it's 20 dollars or 24 dollars or whatever like that this is a really good this is a worthy 24 dollars to have you're a double dragon fan you're not gonna miss out on this in fact i would dare say regardless of its short gameplay i would consider this the best dragon uh double dragon game of all I don't know which one is going to be able to top this in terms of the gameplay aspect, the fun uh, and the fun factor aspect and the replay value. 
just so much to do um in here despite it being really short to play you could get through this game in a day if you want to but you know just the first time around just to get the story out of the way but you, you got to go back in and unlock people and so you will it, it's 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 deceptive because yes it's, it's a short game to get through but there's a lot more you could do within those little short you know deals and that's where it creates the interesting thing again i don't know if they're going to add more to it but what they have right now is fulfilling enough it's a great appetizer you know it's a really great and fun appetizer it's an appetizer that can possibly fill you up enough and if they add more that's more that's more greatness for us but i would definitely recommend this and as as far as like the overall grade for this originality i gave 80 percent overall graphics i gave 100 percent because the retro uh look is really awesome uh sound of music 85 gameplay 100 percent fun factor 100 percent replay value 90 percent and story i gave it at 80 from there so uh basically excuse me for one sec what the hell is going on here where were we okay there we go i gave i'm sorry i gave story 85 actually which you know accumulates to a point average of 320 with an 80 percentile overall giving it a b minus yeah it is i think if it was a little bit longer in terms of like more stages or maybe a little bit more mini games or something like that and again you know a lot of these brawlers are coming with a little bit extra like um streets of rage 4 came out with uh a survival mode or uh, you know x mode or whatever like that that added a lot more replay value to it the turtles is about to do the exact same thing and add their own survival mode and a new mode that's going to let you play uh usagi osagi ojimbo sifu also added their arena mode and such like that so that's becoming a thing these this may not just be the end of this game they may add on a little bit more dlc um for our game and um if that's the case that is actually better it could add on it could change the grade if they add more it could be a b plus to an a at this case easily if they add a little bit more fun factor to it but right now it is what it is but go out of your way check it out i highly recommend it if you're a double dragon fan of old you will really enjoy this game so folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live select start hope you guys enjoyed it this sunday it's awesome uh so apparently here's the deal i am going to give my thoughts on twisted metal the entire first season because i still have for some reason i still have um what is that i still have peacock for some reason i don't i don't know if we're being charged for peacock i gotta check my cable bill to see if i'm being charged for peacock but apparently we still have it and i am watching this series before it goes i will give my thoughts in this series because it is i i, I had like many people when they first saw the trailer and, it, and found out that it was a comedy we had our reserves looking at it and i'm sure you read other people but i'll give my thoughts on it i got my things to say about it uh Find out what I have to say about it when we uh, talk on Sunday. Plus a lot of other news coming out. And we're going to talk about the conclusion of Secret Wars and my thoughts on the entire series from there. Um, Baki, Son of Ogre, is back. So we just a lot of things to talk about this Sunday. So stay tuned for that and much, much more. If you are a fan of this show and, or new to the show for that matter, and you are liking this in every episode that we have, 
Go out of your way to go to TalkTimeLive.com. You can find all of our audio episodes, our video exclusives with some of the best in all things anime, comics, movies, and games there. And you can enjoy those video uh, interviews exclusively from that. And also some other content, our blog page, which has a lot of cool things and, uh, you know, articles and even written interviews that I've had with people as well. Right away, check that out. If you are a fan of the podcast platform system, you can check us out wherever podcasts are played. That's including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora. Like I said, wherever podcasts are played, give us a shout out, support us, keep following us, tell, spread the word, subscribe and all that. And, um, you know, if you want to follow me, you can check me out on Instagram at Xavier underscore Josiah. Also on threads under the same name, you can check me out on the official ACMG Facebook group. Um, that is ACMG 2.0, I should say. ACMG Facebook group now is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG2. I'm going to say that one more time. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG2. Go in there, answer those questions. We'll review it. See if you are, you know, worthy enough to enter and um, have a good time enjoying with people who like with the same thing. We're trying to keep as many trolls out of this environment as possible. So let's get it. Let's keep it going and keep it growing positively. Folks, that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out here and waiting for FedEx because I hate their guts. Take care, everybody. I'll talk to you Sunday. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.